Welcome to Stash Talk. I'm Curry Connell, otherwise known as Volley Fingers. So here we go with Stash Talk. We have had over 1,000 listeners so far, and I, I'm really excited about this this week's podcast. Um, I'd like to welcome Logan Chambers on to Stash Talk. It's good to have you on here, Logan. I appreciate you having me. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, sir. All right, so let's get this thing started. Uh, we start off almost every single week um, with uh, asking you about to just maybe tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, so uh, I'm actually the youngest in my family. There's uh, four total um, sons that my parents had. I, I'm the youngest. I have three older brothers. Um, it's kind of funny. We we kind of joke that that we're we're in pairs because uh, my brother Zach is about to be 24, so he's he's two years older than me. And then my two oldest brothers are actually. Um, 38 and uh 35 so there's a nice gap between us and um but we we all have the same biological dad um my parents are divorced now my mom's remarried but um all all the same dad um but we we joke every now and then about the age gap that's awesome so um do you have a girlfriend I do. I do. We've been dating um, three and a half years now, um, going on four actually New Year's, New Year's Day. I was I was pretty creative with that one. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, tell us a little bit about um, where you're from and the high school that you went to. And tell us a little bit maybe about the awards or um, any accomplishments that you've achieved um, when you were in high school. Yeah, so I, I'm from Bryant, Arkansas. It's kind of the central Arkansas area um, around Little Rock. Um, I went to Bryant High School. Uh, have always lived in Bryant my whole life, um, and so I went to Bryant High School. We uh, my freshman year um, was our only year that we won. We won a state championship that year. That was the only championship I was a part of there. Um, we came close a few times, but. Uh, my other my other three years there went good. Um, I learned a lot actually from that championship team my freshman year. I was I was a little young guy. Uh, I think I was maybe five two. I mean I was tiny. Um, and so through through high school, um, I earned some some honors. I, I think it's all all state or all conference. I'm not sure what they what they call it anymore. But um, in high school, I wasn't I wasn't a very big guy, um, which I, I'm not now either. I'm still only about five nine. But um, I was I was kind of a little guy, um, didn't weigh much, and kind of from sophomore to senior year, I think I ended up gaining around 25, 30 pounds um, throughout high school, which kind of helped me um, then. But in, in high school, I was kind of just uh, not, nothing too crazy, just a little scrappy hitter. Gotcha. And you, you still are a scrappy hitter. Um, <laughs> you, you are always finding a way – to either making a extremely long AB or have a quality at bat within the first three pitches. So um, if anybody ever knows that, I hate throwing to Chambers, um, mostly because you never know what to throw him. He literally can hit everything. So I appreciate it, but it's mutual. I'm not a big fan <laughs> of hitting off you either. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about your first baseball memory, if you happen to remember it. I, I want to say 
Um, it's actually just playing wiffle ball in in the backyard is probably one of my earliest memories that I, I can think of now. Or um, my my oldest brother, Derek, um, played college baseball at Mizzou. And so kind of some of my earliest memories, obviously, I being being so young when he was playing, I, I'm not even sure I was in kindergarten yet. Um, but kind of some of my earliest memories, too, are just kind of watching um, him play. Obviously, those memories are a little uh, fuzzy now being so long ago. But I actually do remember a few times watching him play in uh, Columbia. That's awesome. So was he there when Coach Vitello was there? Uh, he was. I, I want to say Coach Vitello, that was maybe his second year, kind of being a being a coach. Gotcha. Um, so with you being from Arkansas, um, you know, there's not much baseball going on down there. Um, <laughs> tell us – Tell us a little bit about maybe your your early baseball experience, um, who you played with, travel ball, and and uh, where where you played along the way. Yeah, so uh, I was not a big big showcase guy in high school, at least not in the not in the summer. I actually played American Legion, which we've joked at the field a few times. I'm not sure anybody <laughs> plays American Legion. Oh no, anymore. Uh, I, I'm guessing it's still a thing because I think my high school still does it. But um, I was an American Legion guy. That's that's what we did. Um, kind of my high school. A lot of us, uh, especially the guys my age and my friends, that's we did Legion and and I loved Legion. It was it was competitive. We did go to showcases um, for the first part, but then I think in July is kind of when you play a whole state tournament and then you move on to regionals and World Series. It's kind of a little bracket style. Um, but we, you know, we had a lot of fun in Legion. We were, we were also very competitive, which it helped being um, our high school team, essentially. So we had a lot of team chemistry there. And I think that's why we would win um, sometimes in those showcases. But um, from high school, I actually, before my time time here at UT, was at Crowder Junior College in uh, Neosho, Missouri. So I played two years of junior college ball before coming here. And that was that was a great experience. Um, sadly, my my first year of college was the COVID short season. I think anybody in college sports at that time, especially even even the high school seniors at that time, um, uh, very unfortunate. Um, not not really something I think anybody liked that that happened. Um, we're we're having a good year too, so unfortunately, we didn't see what we could have ended up as at the end of the year. And then my sophomore year. Um, things kind of clicked for me um kind of during i'll actually not that i was ever a fan of the pandemic or anything like that but at the same time i'd have to take some positive out of it and say i was fortunate for that because it did allow me to have some time to work on some things that i think helped me my sophomore year to help me reach reach my goals and end up here and those who don't know crowder has actually uh on and off been a pretty powerhouse in juco baseball yes they've uh that that was actually why i was kind of attracted to the program from high school um we actually had an assistant there was an assistant there from around from the same town i i was at and uh he had been recruiting some guys from bryant previously before me but i i had understood kind of how they developed guys and and they like to win they like to win there and that was something that um, i wanted to be a part of so tell us a little bit about how far did you go in the Allegiant? Did y'all did y'all make it to state or or regionals or did you ever make it to the World Series? 
Yeah, we, we did actually. Um, I want to say that was my, after my freshman year of high school. So going into my sophomore year that, that summer, um, it was either that summer or going into my junior year. One of them, I was still, still a youngster, but we, uh, we actually made it one state, one regionals, made it all the way out there. It's, uh, I want to say Shelby, North Carolina. It is. It's it's right down the road from Dad right now. Oh yeah. Um, so it's like ten minutes, maybe. Yeah, like ten minutes, and it's and it's a huge deal for them. I mean they they do it upright. They you know I think do the teams right and uh, small town setting, but uh, they love their World Series and they're that's their claim to fame. It was it I will have to say that was one of the coolest experiences being out there. Um unfortunately we didn't win. We actually ended up getting third, but we, we made it to the ESPN games and as a sophomore in high school or whatever I was, saying I was on ESPN playing was was a pretty cool deal. Um but that that whole thing I, I agree. They uh they take a lot of pride in it and they took care of us as players, the whole town. It was unreal, pretty cool experience. You talked about um, how you went to Crowder. Um, tell us, tell us a little about your recruiting story and how you ended up here at the University of Tennessee. Yeah, so my sophomore year was a little different than freshman year. Obviously, um, there were still COVID restrictions going on, and in, in junior college, for anybody that doesn't know, you you basically play a whole fall schedule too. A um, lot of lot of games in the fall, a lot of scrimmages. And so the big key difference between before the pandemic and then my second fall there was um, Division One schools could not come out and recruit. And so our fall games, we would – and we were kind of restricted, too, on where we could travel and play and whatnot, crossing state lines. But so our fall games were very, very uh, quiet as far as uh, scouts in the stands or, or anybody there. It was very different than my freshman – my first freshman fall where we would go play in these, these games, these fall games, and there'd be, you know, scouts everywhere, coaches everywhere versus when I, my second year there, um, I mean, it was essentially not many people. And so that whole experience was uh, different um, because uh, which, which for me and the way our coach did things, he kept us motivated as far as like the recruiting part goes um, with schools not being there. And he, he was on the phone all the time, but coach Vitello actually reached out. um, I want to say sometime in October um, of my sophomore year of college. And uh, we built a great relationship um, from then on until, until I got an offer. I think I want to say around maybe April, March, April, um, and so really, really when, when they sent me the offer, I had, I had a great relationship with the coaching staff and I was excited about what, what y'all were doing. Actually, I, I'm not sure, which we played a lot of games at the same time in the spring, but I always tried to watch and, um, everything going on in Knoxville was, was going the right way. And so when I got that call, I, I want to say it maybe took me 36 hours, maybe. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I knew I knew where I wanted to go to school and where I wanted to move on to, and I'm I'm definitely happy with my decision. Yeah, we, well, I know uh, I know that a lot of people think that you know COVID kind of hurt 
D1 baseball a lot, but it really hurt Juco more than anything because, like you said, when y'all came back for your sophomore year after after COVID hit and everybody got canceled, you said that, you know, usually your fall games, you'd have, like, scouts or fans everywhere. But I know, like, that hurt y'all because y'all are wanting to move on to the next level, which would be D1 or get drafted and with no scouts being there and, and no coaches from D1 schools being there. It hurt because y'all weren't getting seen. Oh, the only thing that you're getting seen by is videos. And I get videos are videos are are good, but they don't do justice. So um, I know I I just had to kind of put it out there. It's like we weren't the only ones that were getting hurt. It was it was everybody else too. Yeah, I, I agree with what you said. You, you know, like you said, video does only so much. Um, I think there's there's a lot to players that um, you you won't see just by video. You know how that how they're reacting every pitch. You know, are they running things out? Um, kind of things like that, and it was it was a very different experience uh, for everyone that kind of knows how visits go. You you know you get to see campus, you get to uh, meet the coaches in person, and kind of see see everything. Well, Zoom visits were a thing that, that year, <laughs> which uh, was was kind of awkward sometimes. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It, it was I, I bet that was. I mean, I could just imagine right now. Richard Jackson giving us a tour of the facility on a phone. Oh yeah, I so, mean, I'm not sure how I would feel watching Richard give me a PowerPoint <laughs> tour. <laughs> yeah, so this is our uh, this is our locker room. I know it doesn't look very good, and I bet they made the pictures look a whole lot better than what they do look in person. So they they did, and and some of my favorite things were. Um, like you just said, uh, just the pictures, because it's like it's one thing to see a picture and then see it in person. Sometimes they're not quite the same thing. <laughs> gotcha. Jay Ross Painting and Drywall of the Tri Cities for all of your painting and drywall projects in Bristol. Kingsport, Johnson City, and Southwest Virginia. They are licensed, bonded, and insured in Tennessee and Virginia. Contact Jay Ross for your residential and commercial drywall and painting needs. Call them at 423-777-7677. Don't forget to tell them you heard it on Stash Talk. Tell them Kirby sent you. thinking we're gonna lose this one dad um i don't i don't think this one's gonna be uh, no we're we're 10 and 2 after, th- we're 10 and 2 after the night this one's gonna be then we're gonna we're gonna be a loser so chambers <laughs> was ut your first choice it, it was actually so um for anybody that that uh doesn't know much about arkansas um there's not really a professional team in Arkansas. So as a, as a lot of fans know, um, there's a lot of, a lot of pride there in the Arkansas um, programs um, being from Arkansas. Um, But actually uh, UT was my first choice. Um, And even in high school, um, back when the new coaching staff, coach Vitello, Elander and everybody got here, 
Um, Tennessee was a choice that I had in my mind in high school. Um, like I said, I was a little scrappy hitter. I was not prepared to play uh, SEC baseball by any means then. Um, but it was somewhere, you know, like every high school kid has schools he thinks about. And actually, UT was one of them I was thinking about then. So did you grow uh, up well, a UT fan? Just... I cannot quite say that. Um, not not to where I could specifically say I was a UT fan all of high school. So who did you grow up a fan of? I was an Arkansas fan growing up. Oh, there we go. We, we are – you knew it. <laughs> like, I literally – when you told me who we were interviewing tonight – who was going to be on, I thought, here we go. We're going to pick up another SEC school. So, we, At least we picked up somebody from the West now. Yeah, you got to get, you know, I'm guessing Booker's going to fall in one of those Mississippi schools. Yeah, he, I, I, bet he, I bet he will. He, he's either Ole Miss or Mississippi State. So when we get to, you know, when we get to Coach V – we're going to pick up Missouri because I know he grew up a, a Missouri guy. I don't, I still don't, man, I, I don't know if we have a Texas A&M, but. Maybe, yeah. maybe Coach Elander. Oh, that, that is true. He is that from is Texas, maybe. but then it also might be TCU. Yeah, but so, but just because he went to college there doesn't mean he didn't grow up. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's we, what I'm saying. I maybe think we slide that one in Texas there. So, Logan, if you don't know, we are 10 players of the 12 we've interviewed so far. 10 are did not grow up UT fans. Only two grew up UT fans. Really? And we've really? covered. Can you guess those two? Let's see here. You got to give like... me a little treat. Little, little. So one of them graduated. One of them left last year. That was the last year. What? One of them graduated. One's Trey. No. Wow. Really? No. It was, uh, it's Redmond. It's Redmond and, uh, Beam. Beam. Yeah. Were they Vandy fans? No, they were, ten- they were Tennessee fans. They were Tennessee oh, fans. That was the only, that was the only two Tennessee fans. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. guessing who, who wasn't. No, everybody uh, else wasn't. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Redmond, Redmond would probably be number one yeah. on my list. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, actually, there, there for a little bit. I was when I was younger. I was a Mizzou fan because of my brother. Well, um, you kind of had to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, there for a little bit, but overall, we're, we're going to count you Arkansas though, because that gives us definitely our 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 thought is: can we get somebody who will say to us? I grew up a fan, and can we cover the whole SEC? So, I think Auburn yeah. may be a struggle. Texas A&M may be a struggle. LSU. Yeah, and and one of the LSU two. LSU might be. Yeah, one of the two Mississippis. One of the two Mississippis. Yeah, I'm, I would I would definitely say say Arkansas because that uh, especially growing up being from Arkansas that was probably. So does yeah. it feel weird Those when the you only school play them now? What is it? Will it feel weird when you play them this year? Um, truthfully, I, I really don't think it'll feel too weird. Um, I think a lot of my friends and, and family might be a little divided there. Um, 
especially because they're all from Arkansas. I have some really close uh, friends that play on Arkansas too, so that'll be that'll be a pretty cool experience to get to play against them. So, uh, give us a little insight about what it's like to play for Coach Vitello, Coach Anderson, and Coach Elander. I know you don't do a lot with Coach Anderson, um, but um, just tell us a little bit about what all three coaches may have may have done with you and to help you along your two years here. Yeah, they they are all very competitive, <laughs> very competitive, and, and that that was actually a big reason um, with my decision coming here. I really liked that competitiveness they all had, and kind of the way they they thought about the game. Um, obviously, it's it's easy to say you want to win. Um, I think there's a strong difference in saying you want to win and truly meaning meaning that statement. Um, and, and they truly mean it. They, they want to win. They want to build a program that wants to win. Um, and so that is something that, that's really helped me. Um, obviously, I'm a competitive guy. Um, I think everyone on our team is or, or we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be here as teammates. Um, but they, they have really helped me kind of see the true meaning of, of different situations and, and ways to compete. Um, Elander. And Coach V um, on that on the offensive side uh, with two strikes um, have helped me tremendously on kind of approaches and ways to attack that. And they they've really helped me understand what my strengths are and who I am as a hitter, which is very beneficial. And like like I said, I I had an idea of kind of who I was as a hitter, but kind of getting feedback from them and getting help from them more really on the mental side is something that's been huge for me um, from them. And then coach Anderson, I love coach Anderson. He, uh, I'm not with him a whole lot cause he's, he's more on the pitching side, but he definitely pitches in for, for some infield and, and definitely when we're scrimmaging, he likes to voice, voice his opinion to the hitters. And so that's always a pretty funny interaction. I know for sure. He loves to voice his opinion to the umpires. <laughs> yes, he does. He does he got for the, sure. He got the argument today with the uh, with the umpire behind the plate because there was an interference. It was interference, but he didn't call it because the catcher was in the left hand his left hander's batter box when he was throwing it. So technically, the batter didn't interfere with him throwing, and so Coach A kind of just like telling him know the rules and stuff like that, and so. That that is one thing. He has a lot of knowledge. So especially especially the umpires, they're not going to try to slip anything that he doesn't know by him. He's been doing it for quite a while, so he 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 knows exactly um, what's going on. So, um, so Logan, I know you are uh, you're one of our students that is an athlete. Um, you and you and Chuck definitely hold the fort down with that one um so tell us tell us a little bit about your major and and what do you want to do with the with your degree and maybe where you see yourself in the next five to ten years absolutely it's it's funny uh charlie's actually my roommate so um but i i am a i'm a child and family studies major and um to be completely honest i'm not quite for sure what i would like to do with that um, it was kind of a, a new degree to me when I got here. And so the last two years, I've kind of taken a lot of time to understand 
um, the degree and major and kind of what my future could hold hold with that degree. And so uh, there, there's there's a lot of options. Um, and then kind of five, 10 years um, looking into the future, uh, there's, there's a chance I possibly want to go into coaching. I, I really like, especially the recruiting part of college and kind of the relationships that are built through that. Um, so there's a possibility I would like to pursue that in my future. And then, like I said, kind of with my degree, I'm still kind of learning um, what I can and can't do with it. And so it's, it's pretty new, new to me. So my future is a little kind of up in the air as far as uh, what I will do with that. But surely I will find out soon and kind of kind of be able to hone in on, on one particular thing. I can say I, held, I have helped Chambers with a class. So <laughs> that is uh, true. That is true. <laughs> what do you think? our expectations are for the 2023 season for as a team as a team i think a lot of the expectations are um finishing off kind of where we were headed um last year um i think everybody uh, that was a part of the team last year um pretty bitter way to way to end the year especially with what we had going on um we were a close-knit team a uh, lot of team chemistry and we, we, we kind of had things rolling. We uh, obviously won a lot of games, and, and to win that many games is, is great. Um, but I think um, er- everyone would probably trade a, trade a few of those wins to make it all the way to the end and win a national championship at, at the end of the day. And so I think a lot of the expectations are not necessarily to be exactly like last year's team um, by any means, but to compete like they did, um, truthfully. Uh, it was a competitive team last year. I think we're going to be a competitive team this year. So I think the expectations is, is to use that and um, go on, go on into Omaha. I think that's a that's a common thing um, because I know KT mentioned it, um, and I know it's been mentioned many times before. It's you. We kind of can't go in thinking like, yeah, we want to end up. Uh, raising the trophy at the end, but um, I know this is mentioned a lot at at the field is we'd much rather, I know that it, we think about it, you think about it the wrong way, but we'd much rather go in, say Ole Miss comes to us and they sweep us, but, and we say we make it to Hoover, but we, we sneak into the tournament, but we kind of like the same thing that Ole Miss did to us. You know, we go in, we sweep them, we go into Hoover, we win. They get knocked out in like the first round or second round or something like that. But they end up making the tournament. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter how many wins or or how many tr- or say if you win the SEC. It doesn't matter what happens in the regular season. You just got to be able to make it to the tournament, and that's when you become a new a new team, and then you make your run there. So I know that um, it's been mentioned a lot on here is uh, try not to be like last year's team. We're a new team this year. And I think that's just a, a reoccurring thing is, you know, we thought the same thing with last year's team. You know, hey, I know last year's team went to Omaha, but we're a whole different team. And it showed last year. So I think if everybody on the team has that same mindset, then I think we'll we'll be pretty good. I, I agree. Um, obviously, there's always things to build off um, the team be- the year before you. There's always good takeaways 
um, to use. But at the end of the day, um, it's a new year, new team. Um, we, I think one thing about this program, we, we play with the same style um, in a sense, but it's a different personality. Um, like, like you were just talking about, um, it's a different personality, new guys, new faces, um, have to build that team chemistry up. But, and I, I agree, uh, like, like Ole Miss did, you know, uh, we, we went in and swept them. And then next thing you know, they're, they're holding the trophy at the end. And so when playoffs start and it, it gets there, the mindset's different. Um, what, what just went on in the regular season can hold some value, but at the end of the day, you got to win those games, um, to keep on playing. Yes, sir. So we know that you, you can't control, um, all the factors or, or maybe all the decisions. Um, but say we're in a perfect world. Uh, what, what do you think your role is 20 in 2023? I would say my role is um, as far as the team goes. Is that kind of the question? Yeah, like maybe where you see yourself hitting in the lineup or what position you, you see yourself playing. Yeah, I, I think my role is, is kind of going to be a utility guy. Um, I kind of – you'll see me running around in the outfield. You'll see me running around different positions in the infield. And I think that's kind of my role for, for 2023 and this upcoming season is kind of – be able to be that utility guy, um, be versatile, be able to play left field or in any of the outfield positions or any of the infield positions and, and even move around mid-game um, like I do sometimes. And so I think that that's kind of my role is is to be able to um, be a utility guy defensively. And then offensively, I think my role is kind of just to be able to whatever the situation brings – uh, whether that be an RBI guy, um, like uh, I take I take a lot of pride, truthfully, in my two strike um, hitting. It's it's something no no one likes striking out, but that is that is something that I really do not like about baseball is striking out, and so I take a lot of pride there. So whether that be maybe I need to run the pitch count up on on a starter or or anything in in those matters. That's awesome. So. Um... If y'all don't know, Chambers literally plays every single position. Um, the only position I haven't seen you play is pitcher and catcher. Um, I, but <laughs> he does literally move around from each position. Almost every single scrimmage, he's in a different position or even the inning. So he, when he's not lying when he says he can play almost every single position. I would, I would love uh, – I would love to hop up there on the mound, but truthfully, I think my fastball is a little too flat these days and does not quite meet the spin rate or the velocity, either or. I don't have either. How, fa how fast <laughs> do you think you could throw? Off the mound, um, I could probably give you a good EFIS around 50 miles an hour um, <laughs> and maybe a, a quality 82-mile-an-hour forcing, a straight one. No run, Straight no no forcing. off speed, nothing, nothing, no no curveballs, sliders. I could probably flip something in there, um, but it probably would not be my go-to pitch. <laughs> Avalon Country Club in the North City is a warm and welcoming setting with 166 acres 
settled at the foot of the Smoky Mountains. Avalon offers top-notch amenities for all your family's needs. You won't find nicer greens anywhere. Please call us today to find out how you can become a part of the Avalon family. Tell them you heard it on Stash Talk. What would you say is your greatest non-baseball moment so far at Tennessee? I will actually use the most recent one, um, the Alabama game. Unreal. Unreal scene in Knoxville. Unreal scene in Neyland. That game was absolutely amazing. Um, so the non-baseball part here at UT, um, just kind of the being the student part in that stadium was electric. I mean, I would love to go back and rewind that whole game, and I would go right back in the stadium and, and watch it again. <laughs> uh, well, when people talk about uh, pandemonium in Knoxville, uh, well, that was it. That so, was definitely it. So the question: Do you have a? Uh, I know. Do you have a part to goalpost? I wish. I wish I did. Uh, I think. I think the other students got to it before I could. So, but they, uh, they, they took it on to the river. That is no question about that. I did see today somebody posted like a landmark. It was like, you can look it up on Google Maps, Neyland Stadium field goal post, and it will locate it in the river. <laughs> I've just, I, that is, that awesome. is a, there is, is a no way that, that is, there is no way that is still in that river. If if that is go look at it. I'm telling you. Well, look at I'm it. telling you, if that is true, there are some silly people in Knoxville because if I could scuba dive and I knew it was there, <laughs> I would go get that bad boy. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe we should do that, Kirby. That's a retirement plan, baby. I'm, I'm telling you. Here, I'll I will show y'all right now. I, I actually meant to look let me, today. Let me, pull it up. let me pull it up. I actually meant to look today to see if it was on eBay. Or not? If there I were any it. parts of the yeah, there's there is this there's this dude on eBay selling it for like uh, two hundred and fifty, and like it's like this big. Like he cut like a little piece off. Let I got it right here. I, uh, I want to know who cut a piece of the checkerboard grass out. It, it was that lady. Did you not see her? I, I didn't. There's see video her. of it. Yeah, because they actually. I mean, the article I read said they were considering filing charges. I mean, I'm not. Look. Oh yeah, there sure is, isn't there? It's on the internet. It's you. on the internet. It's got to be true, right? That's what. Hey, it's just like they used to say. It's if it's on Facebook, it's true. Okay. So, just telling. You. So, um. Is there anything, um, say if I was just a normal fan and I didn't know anything about you, what is one thing that I should know about you? I really like to hunt. That is uh, that is definitely something a lot of people here probably don't know. Actually, a lot of the guys on the team probably know that. But I, I really like to hunt. And uh, when I go home for the breaks, that is um, outside doing all the – the workouts and the the baseball training hunting is, is up there on the list of things i am probably doing if you ask me what i'm up to well i wish i could say the same about being able to go back and hunt but dad kills everything so <laughs> i've not killed a thing yet everybody with me has 
So do you take your girlfriend when you go hunting? Uh, she is she is not a fan of waking up early and going hunting. It's okay. I took my girlfriend once, and we just sat there and looked at each other. And, like, I, I don't think she was looking at all into, like, the woods or anything. She was just looking at me, and, and I was like, what? And she was like – she started talking loud, and I'm like, Kaden. You gotta, you gotta be quiet, and she didn't. She didn't understand the whole quiet part of it. It takes, so. it takes a lot of patience out there. It does. It does indeed. Better Mattress is a Knoxville business. They personally design and work with local manufacturers to handcraft their Better Mattress line. These products are only offered in Better Mattress stores. Whether you're a D1 athlete or just needing a good night's rest for a full day tomorrow. Sleep worry-free with our 120-night Better Protection Plan. Ask us for details when it's time to complete your purchase. See Better Mattress, multiple locations around Knoxville. Tell them Kirby sent you. A good night just got better. Talk to us about the transition from high school to college and the life aspect uh, the classroom and and on the field slash the training. Yeah, so I will I will have to say I was very fortunate, um, and I'll kind of give my transition through high school to junior college to here because th- there is differences be- between it all. Um, I was very fortunate um, to be prepared uh, for junior college, at least um, with the high school I went to. So at, at Bryant, when I was there, we actually, I want to say we started in August, maybe the first week of school, we would have um, 6 a.m. morning practices, um, four days, four or five days a week while we're in school, um, from August until we were done in May. Um, and so that would include not it wasn't just morning lifts it was we we were doing some infield we were going to swing it a little bit and so we would we would have those 6 a.m's every day the whole year and um and then we would also have afternoon practice when that time would roll around later later in the fall and and in the spring but so I will have to say that that aspect of high school, just right there, waking up that early and having to be kind of that discipline to not miss um, or want to sleep in um, kind of helped me mentally a little bit going into junior college because we did not we, we had some uh, 6 a.m. lifts at Crowder, but it was not from August to May um, every day of the week. And so kind of that part of it when we did have those morning lifts in, in junior college, I, I was very prepared for that, at least mentally. Now physically every now and then sleep does sound better. It does when you're up that early. <laughs> it does. But, um, but so so in high school and, and kind of how I trained in high school definitely helped me for kind of I would say the the grind of junior college a little bit. Um as far as long understanding, you know, days are long, you know, you have practice, you have class, um, not as much free time as high school, definitely, um, not in, not in college. And so when I got to junior college, I, I would say I was prepared for that. And so kind of what Crowder helped me coming into here 
was kind of the the training in high school and college is a little different. Uh, a lot of more scrimmages, uh, a lot of more scrimmages, and there's more of this this understanding of what needs to go on um, as far as when you're in college. So in high school, you know, you have freshmen to seniors, and when you're a senior, you start thinking back, like, was I really like that as a freshman? That kind of clueless almost. And so when you're when you're in college, it's, it's not quite like that. Um, kind of everybody's there for a reason and um, have gotten the opportunity to play in college. So it's more about kind of t- toning in on um, what your strengths are as a team, um, what your weaknesses are and where you need to work on it. So kind of the practice plans um, were different than high school, definitely, without a doubt, especially with the scrimmages. And so I, I will have to say what helped me at Crowder and here is was the scrimmages, um, kind of understanding what um, a practice plan, a full practice before the scrimmage was like and what that would feel like physically and mentally. And kind of it helped me kind of understand um, how to handle that um, and how to help recover my body for, for days like that. So the question is, were you ready for Q when you got here? <laughs> oh, Q, um, I guess, I guess maybe physically in a way, um, a little bit, but I will have to say, um, Q is Q. Um, unless, unless you know how you're about to train with them prior to getting here, um, I, I would have to say, I don't know that I was quite ready for exactly what that was going to be like. It, it definitely, definitely caught me off guard, but. Yeah, I think, I think everybody's pretty much answered, you know, nobody was, was ready for Q. You might be physically, but not, definitely not the mental side of it. Yeah, just because it, exactly. He, I mean, you could do the right thing and he's still going to get mad at you. And, and then not even a minute later, he'll be like hyping you up. So. So, yeah, I would say physically, definitely. Um, I guess some people could say they come in prepared maybe in that, that manner. But mentally, that is a whole different game. A whole different game you have to learn, learn for sure. Oh, yeah. I know you mentioned um, you go hunting. Um, but is there anything else that you, you probably do in your free time? I know we don't have much of it. But um, is there anything else besides hunting? Golf. Uh, <laughs> I joke around that I'm a pretty good golfer. Reality is I, I'm not. I'm that guy that just likes to play for fun. Um, it's something kind of all my friends, when I go back home at some point, we uh, we, we play a couple rounds of golf, try to make it competitions. We team up, but which actually th- this fall, I, I've not actually played a round of golf. I didn't bring my clubs with me this fall, but I played a few times last year around here. For anybody wanting to know, Chambers will not go play with any of us. He he never he has never played a single round with us. So um, I can I don't know if he's good or not. So we're we're gonna go with I am good until <laughs> it's proven that I'm not. All right. Well, that's fine. Um, who would you have to say is the best competitor that you've faced either here? at your JUCO or in high school? Oh, that's tough. A face. Wow. I mean, obviously our, our pitch and staff is 
is tough in itself. I would say maybe overall, um, somebody that comes to mind, um, actually I've never faced him since he went to college. I faced him in high school. His name is Jordan Wicks. He was a left-handed pitcher at Kansas State. He was actually the Cubs' first-round draft pick in not this most recent draft, but the year prior. Um, he's a competitor in everything, um, which leads to why he's such a competitor on the mound. Um, you're just trying to play ping pong with him or, or something. He he does not like to lose, that is for sure. And so when the times I have faced him and played against him, um, he's probably one of the toughest competitors. Um some people maybe um, will give in, give in to a hitter at some point in that bad if they feel like they can't get him out. But I'm not sure he's ever had one time where he ever felt like a hitter was going to get to him. Um, he he was definitely um, mentally on the mental aspect of everything. He he's a true competitor. Gotcha. So we always ask this question. Um, you know, we've gotten a lot of different answers. What is your dream car or truck or truck? Could I give you both? Yes. Go ahead. Um, I I don't have one specific one, so that's why I asked if I could give you both. Um, really for a truck, um, probably just your normal Chevy Silverado, to be honest. I kind of like high country. It would have to be a high country. Okay, absolutely, but nothing, nothing too crazy um, on the truck side. I don't, I don't like to get too fancy with with the truck. At the end of the would day, would you would you soup it up a little bit or no? Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. Nothing more like like more like not a a, not too truck. far over the line. Not too far over the line. Just a little gotcha. something. lights in the rims and all. Um, <laughs> just a little pizzazz, maybe a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, are you sitting it down? <laughs> what is it? Are you squatting it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm I'm out on that one. That one's not for me. So what was your other option? So is it a car? It, it would be a car. Um, if you say a Tesla, I'm hang, I'm I'm done. Absolutely not. I am okay. not going to say Tesla. It is actually probably an uh a Audi A5. Okay. What do you drive right now? Uh, right now, um, I actually actually switched. Um, I drive a Volkswagen Passat right now, but the I usually drive a truck, a Nissan Titan. But gas prices were a little little up there when I came back to school, so the the car saves me saves me some money. That's awesome. Chinook seats makes you say, "Whoa." Those just might be the best seeds ever. Order Chinook Seeds by using the promo code CURBSTOMP35. You can build your own package today. You can design your own 12-pack, 36-pack, seeds flavor variety large package, or just get a sampler pack of each type of seeds they offer. They have original, cinnamon toast, dill pickle, hatch chili, jalapeno ranch, smokehouse barbecue, and parmesan and pepper. Best seeds ever. Order your Chinook seeds today by using the promo code CURBSTOMP35.
what what would you have to say is the best gift you've ever received? Oh wow. This is a tough question. Best gift I've it can ever it can received. be in your in your whole life. So uh one of the one of the best gifts I'll I'll go with this. I received was actually my first compound bow to hunt with. Um, I got it from my grandparents. And the reason I choose that is because I, I love to bow hunt. And it's kind of something that um, I'm, not, I'm not great at by any means, still learning all the time with that. But it definitely kick-started my, um, my uh, let's see the word I'm looking for here kind of kick-started my, my love for bow hunting. That That's probably the best way to put it. Um, I do a lot of bow hunting. I actually prefer to bow hunt over gun hunting now because I, I feel like it's very challenging. And for some reason, for me, I, I like that challenge. And so that was, if I had to choose maybe a gift um, I've ever received, maybe maybe the compound bow. Um, I, don't, I don't have my original one anymore. I, I sold it, had to upgrade. Um, I've gotten a little bigger since I was 12. Um, but I, I would definitely say that's taken a big toll on uh, kind of I'm, – I'm 20-something years old now. Um, you don't even know how old you are now? 22. I had to think about <laughs> it. I actually just turned 22. Um, but that, that definitely had a big impact on my life, um, kind of in my hobbies now. Gotcha. Well um... – with every baseball player, and that you, some people don't have superstitions, but some people do. Do you have anything superstitious that you do before games, during games, or after games that that's just really important to you? I, I've had a few superstitions over the years. Um, they've changed a little bit. Um, I mean, there was one point in high school where I had to wear, I think a particular pair of socks for the game. I'm not, I'm not that superstitious anymore. Uh, I'm really not too superstitious now. I'm really maybe the, the biggest one um, is uh, try not try my best not to look at stats. Um, I kind of just like to roll with the flow. Um, So I'm kind of superstitious. It may be in that aspect of not, not looking at, you know, what did my batting average just go to, or did it go up or down or kind of keeping up with that. Um, actually that, that kind of started when, when I was at Crowder, um, which, which in junior college, you might play a few places, uh, that have a, a scoreboard that, um, displays more than just what the, what the score is might show a picture or something. Um, but most scoreboards were very classic. It it was not going to show your stats. Um, it actually was not going to show your name when you walked up to the plate. Very, very old school type scoreboards. And so kind of when I was in junior college, I kind of had this superstition to not look at my stats all year, truthfully. Well, I think that's a pretty good superstitious thing. Um, I feel like that's that's something that's, that's hard to look at, um, especially, you know, with the stadiums we play in now, it's it, – I know there's like one or two stadiums that we play in where it shows like four or five times what your batting average and 
your home runs and your on base percentage and stuff like that. So um, I, I applaud you for that for not looking at any of that. So it, it, it's gotten it's gotten tougher, um, especially at this level. It seems like everywhere um, you look, there's a chance your stats are showing. So it's definitely something I've I've had to work on. Looking for a lawyer to always have your back? Try Guards the Law Firm, Knoxville-based attorneys with a passion for people. Marcos Garza at Garza Law Firm has an office in Knoxville and soon will have an office in the Tri-Cities. Garza Law Firm, always by your side. Tell them Kirby sent you. What would you have to say your favorite baseball movie is and why? Because I know mine. Oh, this is tough. I know I'll, I'll say for the love of the games up there. Okay. Um, but if I'm really wanting a funny one, Major Leagues is up there. <laughs> one, one, one and two um, will always make me laugh, no matter how many times I've watched them. What about a money ball? I, I could see you being a money ball guy. I really like Moneyball, too. See, I don't know that I could choose actually one particular baseball movie that just stands out to where I'm like, that. that is my favorite because I, I kind of have multiple. Yeah, I think – honestly, I don't think I could – I could – Moneyball is probably number one, but uh, I feel like there's a bunch of others that, that fall in the tied for second or third, so – When I agree, I agree. When it comes to uh, talking about who has inspired you or been your biggest influence or or maybe your biggest supporter in becoming a baseball player, who who would you say that that was? I don't know that I could I could say one name. Um, I'm going to kind of say my family in general. Um, they all they all have had their influence in different ways, but I I believe all of their influences and the different ways they have influenced me have been the biggest impact, um, really on, on my life and and in in my baseball career. Um, my oldest brother Derek, he he played college baseball. Um, I think I mentioned that earlier, and so he he helped me tremendously growing up. And then at the same time, I, I like to compete with them as far as, you know, you you might have done this in college. Well, I, I'm going to try to do this, maybe a little competition in a sense. Um, but he's always helped me growing up. And then um, on top of that, all my brothers have. Um, Zach is the other one closest to me in age. And then Ryan is, uh, he's kind of the middle one. Um, but... They 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 played baseball too growing up not not in college, but he, even then, um, you know Zach, I go home for break. Zach's throwing me BP or Zach's playing catch with me, things like that. And so they they've all influenced me, and obviously, my mom has too, um, growing up. But like I said, they they all have influenced me and impacted me in different ways. Um, not all quite the same, but I couldn't choose one particular one that um, stands out more than the other. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's it's awesome that you have 
them behind you and uh, you know just always knowing that they're there for you and I think that's I think that's really awesome so last year was your first year here at UT um, what would you say is your favorite moment that past year one of one of my favorite moments um from last year was actually the Friday night game at Ole Miss. Um, that's definitely up there with one of my favorite moments uh, for, for many reasons. Um, you know, at, at the time, we're kind of going in there. I, I'm not sure what they were ranked in. Um, uh, but weren't they ranked, at Ole Miss, uh, weren't they ranked one? I, I want to say – I was going to say one or two. Um, but going, going into Ole Miss – um, I think that was, that was where we were like, okay, this is where we find out what kind of team we are. And they, they brought out Lane Kiffin, uh, the good old golf ball <laughs> skit. He, he throws the first pitch golf ball. And, and when you're, when you're playing at Ole Miss, that's a, that's a tough environment to play in. Um, a lot of fans, um, but Having having Lane Kiffin come out and they did the golf ball thing and the crowds fired up thinking oh you know here we are at home no way Tennessee beats us and then we go into that game and I mean unreal unreal put it on them they didn't see it coming we we knew we could do it and then we went on to finish the sweep that weekend and so that was that was one of my favorite moments from last year was just kind of seeing us turn that switch on with with all that going on and so i i thought that was really cool all right well you can thank xander for this one um you can you can let him know tomorrow but what was your worst moment worst moment was losing to notre dame gotcha uh i know that was that was that was definitely the that was definitely the worst moment. that's a that's a lot of people's uh worst moment just because of the, the year that we had. When it comes to fans, is there any specific interaction that stands out to you? Like good, bad, or ugly? It, it's all good. It, it's all good. Um, definitely the fans' uh, involvement in the game. Um, and Lindsey Nelson is, is unreal. I mean, they're right there on you. And um, I, I think it's awesome because I think it makes it such a hostile environment to play in. <laughs> and um, opposing teams coming in, and you, you, you've got that student section right there. Um, I would not be a fan. Um, I would not be a fan of them being a first baseman on the other team. I mean, I, I'm sure the first baseman on, on the other team has heard things they probably don't want to hear, truthfully. Um, but the fan involvement and then also just um, the interactions they have with us as players. Um, I, I love to sign autographs, um, especially for the young kids. I, I was that young kid once, um, especially when my brother was playing. I'm sure, I'm sure I was that little kid asking for the same guy's autograph two or three times a year. Um, and, and I, I love things like that. And so 
No bad, no bad with fan interactions. All all good stuff. Well, that's good to hear. Um, you know, if we did have a bad interaction, um, we'd probably need to to let them know about it. Um, just because uh, we don't need any of that going on, we need a a whole lot of good fans. So, we uh, I think we have a lot of them. We we between us and football, and then men's basketball and women's basketball and and softball. It's um, if you're if you are in the looking or in the searching to where to go to school, I think Tennessee is the definitely the school to be at just from the year 2022 and as it's going right now. Um, I, I agree that it, as far as just being a regular student here, it, the campus is great. The interactions on campus is great. The athletics is unreal. Um, the athletic department has been on a roll. Um, I mean, we have, we have football right now. I mean, the year they're having is insane, which I love it. I love going to the games and watching it. It, it makes it exciting for sure. So when you're, when you're done playing here um, and you come back, um, what, do you want, what do you want your legacy to be known as um, when, you, when you come back to watch a game or something? Yeah, I I think the biggest legacy I, I want to leave is um, more more on the side of that I was a good teammate um, on and off the field. Um, I think that's that's very important um, because at the end of the day, you you can only remember so much um, about what happened during the game. Obviously, you're always going to remember big moments, but. When you look back, you're you're not gonna really remember individual stats or Kirby, your you know your stats or Charlie Taylor's stats. Twenty years down the road, we're we're gonna kind of remember, you know, what kind of person was he, um, you know, how did I like hanging out with him, things like that. And so, I think the biggest legacy I'd like to leave is is kind of being a good teammate and also being a guy people can trust. Um, like I said, on and off the field. I, th- I think that's that's pretty important. That's that's something that's I think that's something that's being taught um, here is you know by our coaching staff is we we don't care if you're this all American and and stuff like that. All we care about is if you're a good teammate, and if you're a good teammate, your time will your time will come, and and you. If you decide to make the right choices, then um, everything will go good for you. And I think that's that's something that the coaches are putting on us is um, we don't care what you did in the past. We don't care what you're going to do in the future. As long as you're a good teammate while you're here, everything will be all right. Right. I, I think those are a lot of the memories that, that you know, the same last forever. Um, I think that's what a lot of that goes back to. Um, it really – really doesn't come back to a lot of maybe individual stats. It kind of comes back to, you know, what, what we all did together and those moments we, we have in the locker room or we're on the field um, as one team um, more than it does maybe what one particular person did. Hammond Goodies, the best cookies ever. At Hammond Goodies, they believe that all things should be made with lots of love and butter. 
home of the world famous lemon cookies, now offering local lunch and baked goods delivery, and they can also ship their cakes and cookies anywhere in the lower 48. Browse their menus, order online, or visit one of their three Knoxville locations. And their cookie trucks are always coming to a location near you throughout Tennessee. If you order online, please use the promo code KIRBY35. Kirby's favorite cookies. With all the guys that were on the team last year, um, you know, 11 guys total leave um, to the draft. Or, and so which one of those teammates would you pay to watch? I I would I would pay to watch all of them, but if I had to choose one, um, I would love to see Drew Gilbert hit a double. <laughs> do you think he'd and still do the same celebration? I'm thinking he might. He might. I know I know when he came back when we first saw him. Um, I'm trying to think when we saw him, we asked him if he acts the same way that he does that he did when he acted with us, and he said yes. So I I can just only I can only imagine the guys that he's in the locker room with and just thinking like this dude is crazy. Like <laughs> how can somebody put up with this dude? Just, but he, he is a true competitor off the field or on the field. And he is one of the best guys off the field. I agree. He's a great guy to have on your team and to be able to call a friend, but, if you're on an opposing team, I, I would not like playing him. That's for sure. So, Chambers, tell us who your hero is. My my hero. This kind of this this kind of goes back to what I was discussing earlier, and kind of how my family's had an impact on me. Um, they're they're kind of all my hero in in different ways, in different fashions. Um, and so really, you know, all my brothers, my mom, they're, they're all kind of my heroes in a sense. Um, like I said, in, in different ways, um, the same way they've had an impact on me, um, in different ways, but I kind of look up to them for whether that be on the baseball field, but mainly in life and kind of things I can take with me as I, as I get older. So everybody has, uh, passions off the field. If if there was one or two world problems that you could solve, what would they be and why? Um, a few of the world problems maybe that, that I would want to solve is um and this could this could kind of go back to my degree. I've learned a lot about this, but um a lot of kids, uh kids growing up in poverty or maybe um in kind of a non-equal um, environment growing up, I would love to try to help them out in, in any way to try to give them a childhood that seems maybe more normal than what they have. Um, I think sometimes young kids are in situations that obviously they can't control at their age, and a lot of them don't deserve to be in the situation they're in. And so that's probably the biggest problem maybe I would go and try to solve is try to give every kid as normal of a childhood as I could. That's awesome. So now we're going to move. We're right, right at the end. Um, so 
We're gonna we're gonna go back in time a little bit. Um, go back to when we played Wake Forest. Um, tell us tell us a little bit about that day. Uh, maybe some some feedback of of what you saw during the game and and uh, any maybe anything that stood out to you. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm I've already kind of noticed some some changes <clears throat> going on. Um, since that game, um, that was kind of our first um, first time to suit up against a, an opponent that's not our own team in a scrimmage, and kind of see kind of see how we're going to react. Um, I think at, at first there was maybe a little tension there, um, possibly nerves, um, which is normal. I think if you you play the game and you love the game, you're going to have some nerves. Um, but I think a lot of it maybe. Um, you could see a little bit of pressure we might have been putting on ourselves at first, at least at maybe the start of the game. But kind of as the day went on, um, you could definitely tell um, with some of the new guys too, they they loosened up and kind of just played how they know how to play, meaning like they they weren't trying to be somebody they weren't. They were being themselves on the field, um, playing playing the way they got them here. And I, I think that's important. I think that's important for for our team moving forward. And I, I can agree on that. I think that's something that has changed over the past two weeks in just watching the scrimmages, um, just watching the young guys and, and watching the older guys um, kind of get comfortable and in the new positions and everything like that. And, and the new guys just basically also getting comfortable and that, you know, Maybe you were this big hot shot in high school, but you you show up to college and and there's guys that you know they've been here for three or four years before you or or have more experience. But it it has nothing to do with experience overall. It's just who can go out there and and play play the game the right way and and have fun doing it along the way. So, and I think with y'all having eight guys, I mean pretty much pitching staff a lot came back, but the whole fielding positions either changed or you know they're different and with that it's going to take some time figuring it out and I still have held that maybe the first four weeks of the season it may be one group starts on Friday night a different group starts on Saturday and Sunday is a combo of of both of them and I think that's what especially this year is going to be y'all's figuring out is you know because to me, especially this year, you've got all these really, really good baseball players, but you've got to figure out how you fit in the team and how you fit with all these other really, really good baseball players. Uh, absolutely. you got to get comfortable. Um, <clears throat> comfortable in your own, own skin out there. Um, kind of adjusting. It's new, especially for the freshmen that are coming in. It's, it's it's different than high school, different environment, um, different way of doing things in, in a little bit of sense. Um, but big thing, and, and that that's what's so great about the fall and the training we do. Um, you're going to get the opportunities. You're going to get the reps. Um, so you're going to get the chance to, to get comfortable, um, get in your groove, so to say, and kind of adjust everybody and, and kind of work together for for that goal. All right. Well, we're 
about to wrap this thing up, but uh, we're going to do a little college game day style, a little Pat McAfee, uh, a little audible back there. when he's That, that is your boy, ain't it? Oh, I, I, I would love <laughs> Pat McAfee to join or for him to ask me or just him to just to follow me on Instagram. Um, I don't even care if he's – I just want him to notice me. Um, but That's your man uh, crush lately. It is. It, I have to say it is, and I don't care. Um, so we got we got six football games, NCAA, and then we got one MLB. Um, I mean, there's only two teams playing, so it only leads us up to you get to choose two, one team. And so we're going to start us off with a little Georgia-Florida playing in Jacksonville. Who you got, Chambers? You start us off. You're the guest. Georgia. Any uh, any explanation? No, maybe just you just right off the bat, Georgia. Georgia and Georgia needs to stay undefeated until we go there. Until the Vols go to see the little puppies in Athens. Until the Vols go to Athens, Georgia needs to continue to win. All right. I, I'm going to have to take Georgia um, just because, uh, you know, the mailman's back there at quarterback. Uh, he's going to be looking looking to make some, some dimes. Um, but I'm going to have to take Georgia. Uh, let's go. We're going to go to the – Wait, wait, wait. Do I not get to pick here? I mean, you're, you come in randomly, so, I mean, it's up to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm picking since I'm undefeated. <laughs> Okay. See, okay. That's why you're wanting me out of here. I got you. Let's just <laughs> sum it up in. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, now we're going to go to the, are they the Big Ten or whatever they are. Uh, Ohio State, Penn State. Ohio State. Okay. Um, I, I don't. I don't think Penn State's been playing well enough. At least they're they're not dominating in the way they should be against some opponents. And Ohio State's Ohio State. They have a good team this year. Um, they're looking to make another playoff run, and I'm thinking they're going to win. I think I'm going to I'm going to have to agree on you with this one. I'm going to take Jason Day and the Buckeyes. I despise Ohio State, but Penn State won't give them a game. All right, now we're going to go to the West Side. Of the SEC, we're gonna I, go. I put this one in just for him. Woo pig suey, or uh, what's 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 theirs? Uh, War eagles. No, tigers. No, was, the, the plainsmen. The uh, plainsmen. I was going to say they've got like five different. That's what I'm, I was. I was thinking of the one that nobody would knew. <laughs> we're going to Arkansas Auburn. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going I'm going with Arkansas. All right. Um, they, I will say they, they need to play a little better than they have. Uh, they've kind of had started out really great. Um, played some, played some bad games though, but I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking this one, they're going to take this one. I think I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, well, Arkansas, um, mostly because I honestly don't know if Auburn has a football team. So... <laughs> I'm gonna make it unanimous. All right, that's fine. Hey, we're on a we're on a roll right now. <laughs> we all, hey, great minds think alike. I haven't won a single one, so honestly, 
if you're guessing with me, you're completely wrong. So <laughs> we're going to go back to the Big Ten. Well, Michigan, Michigan State. Oh, this is a good one. Um, I usually, I usually would go with Michigan State, but I just they they don't have the team this year. It's going to be Michigan. Uh, I'm gonna have to go go Big Blue. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not cheering them on. Just so y'all didn't hear that. Um, I was just saying their slogan. So I'm gonna have to go with Michigan. Yeah, unanimous. This is not looking good. Hey, you, I'm gonna hey, lose by one vote. I was going to say, hey, if you hold close, maybe you at least win if we all pick the same one. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, wait a second, Kirby. He he's been undefeated. Yeah, Kirby's kind of went out on a limb a couple of times. <laughs> Yeah. I think I chose. I think you I chose. I sometimes. chose like the underdog, and they got beat like fifty six. So yeah, you know, at least they had somebody believing in them. So let's go, Old Miss, Texas A and M. I'm going with Old Miss. I think Lane Kiffin's got something going over there, and uh, I think they're going to keep winning. Hotty toddy. Well, I went with Old Miss last week and got destroyed. Um, so I'm going to keep it unanimous. All right, good. Uh, now we're going to, we're going to switch a little bit. We're going to go to the MLB. Uh, we're in the world series. Now this one is not going to end before you go out, but we'll at least keep track of it. Phillies Astros. Phillies. Okay. Um, I'm confident in my answer. And I'm going to have to agree with you. I, I am. I'm going to have to go Phillies. Bryce Harper. Reese Hoskins. I, I, I think, I think, you know, the way they're playing, I, I think they want it more, to be honest. Kirby, you may you have a chance to. to at least tie this week if you don't go stupid <laughs> on the last one. Uh, I'm going Phillies. I went with Phillies every time and so I'm staying there well I think honestly if I even vote the wrong way on this next one I don't think I will be liked anymore here so <laughs> uh, we're gonna go the Wildcats versus the Vols oh uh, you already know my answer you already know I'm gonna be right there in that stadium Vols all day well it is recruit weekend so okay that, that helps. Um, don't, so, don't, Logan? Kirby, do not pick up a football. Oh, I'm not doing anything. I don't even have a recruit. <laughs> I told Elander I didn't want one. It's my lovely girlfriend's birthday on Friday, so, um, yeah. Okay. So, Logan, uh, we do this podcast just so people um, can get to know you a little more. Um, is there, um, how can people get a hold of you or, or keep up with you? What are your social media handles? Oh, I, I, I want to say, um, we'll go with Twitter first. Uh, I think it's pretty simple. Logan Chambers with an extra S at the end. Logan Chambers, two S's. Um, I, and then my Instagram is going to be underscore the Logan Chambers underscore. 
What is up with everybody in underscores? I want to say it was a high school trend <laughs> when I joined. And uh, here, here I am years later still with the underscores. But Well, Dad, I did want to mention, you did mention this about me not picking up the football. Three years ago today was when it happened. So yeah, I know. I didn't. I didn't pick up. I didn't pick up a ball. I didn't do anything today. So. So his freshman, his freshman year, Logan, he broke his ankle. I, uh, I had, I had heard the story, and it did not, not sound like a good experience for him. <laughs> it was terrible. I would never wish that upon anybody. Um. So you can, you can send us an email at volleyfingers at yahoo.com. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at Volley Fingers, on Instagram and Twitter, or you can follow me on Instagram at KirbyConnell35. I just want to say thank you, Logan, um, for getting on here and opening up about your life. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add maybe that we, we missed along the way? I, I think we got everything. I appreciate you having me on. I, I really enjoyed it. I, uh, I love what you're doing with the podcast and, and everybody kind of getting to introduce themselves. I think it's important um, not only for us to kind of share who we are, but for the fans. And I, and I think it'll be, be a great year. So go Vols for sure. Yes, sir. Well, thank you. Get your Folly Fingers merchandise. We've got shirtsies, brand new order of orange, white, or checkerboard jerseys just in time for football season. We have leather patch caps. You can check us out on all of our social media at Volley Fingers or contact us at volleyfingers at yahoo.com. Get your stash merchandise today. I hope you have enjoyed Stash Talk today. Check out our other episodes on Spotify or, or Apple Music and help us keep getting the word out. Tell your friends about us and join us for next week on Stash Talk.